Yo, 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 football fans. Big D here with a week one recap of the Big D podcast. Before I bring in Alice for his weekly contribution, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. See all my content, football, baseball, golf, NASCAR, UFC. We've got it all here. Also, check out the Big D podcast for your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So uh, joining us today is the happiest Dolphin fan I know. Probably glad that uh, not only the Miami Dolphins won yesterday, but that they kicked Mac Jones, you know what, Alex. Thank you for the lovely introduction, Dylan. Great to be here. Happy Victory Monday to uh, all those fans of teams who won this week. Uh, it's great. First Monday uh, NFL recap of the season, so I'm excited to get into it. And I'm starting it off with a fins up, baby. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, wait. This isn't your show. This is my show. <laughs> a respectful fins up. Yeah. Yeah. We may talk about your Dolphins anyway, but uh, do you know how many missed kicks there were yesterday? Because I have not seen that crazy of a Sunday for kickers. It's crazy. I mean, when you think about coming in, coming into a new NFL season, you, you always expect there to be some uh, some slow starts, some hiccups, you know, uh, got to get back into the flow of things. You don't necessarily think that about the kickers, but uh, that's definitely what we saw on Sunday. How about this? I think I saw a tweet that said four, 14, there were 14 missed kicks yesterday. Yeah, I mean, and about – if there was two or three less, uh, two or three less of those, we'd see uh, some different score lines and some different uh, order of the standings. But uh, you know, I mean, that's why they play the games. It's it's a three aspect part. It's a three aspect game. You need offense, defense, and special teams all clicking to win a football game. And uh, unfortunately, for some of those programs, uh, these special teams let them down at the end of those games. Well, uh, talk about a crazy game. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Cincinnati Bengals game had everything you could have wanted. I mean, Joe Burrow turned over five times, and yet he completed a late touchdown pass to Jamal Chase that looked like it was going to win the game. Evan McPherson, probably the guy outside Justin Tuck we would have won and kicked in an extra point. And guess what happened? It's blocked. Yeah. A stink upon this. Yeah. So the game went in overtime. And guess what happened in overtime? Not only did McPherson miss a potential game winner, but the Steeler kicker, uh, Chris Boswell, missed a potential, doinked a potential game winner. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's a crazy game. You know, isn't it great that football's back, first of all? I mean, I, it's just so nice to be able to talk about this and, and be able to talk about doinked field goals for the win and blocked extra points. I mean, it's just incredible. But, you know, what a crazy game that was. Obviously, it's one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL. Uh, the AFC North, there's rival, rivalries all over the place. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, Evan McPherson, I mean, behind Justin Tucker, he's the guy you want. I mean, he showed it in the playoffs last year. He showed it throughout the regular season last year. I mean, he's elevated himself as to one of the best kickers in the league. I don't think the extra point was necessarily his fault. I mean, the, uh, the long snapper went out to an injury. He got a back. I, I don't think many uh, NFL rosters have a spot for a, a backup long snapper. So uh, 
whoever ended up stepping in, I don't know if he did it in college or whatever, but uh, he kind of lofted duck back there to the holder. And, uh, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, what a game by him. I mean, Joe Burrow's first pass of the game uh, is a completion to Minka Fitzpatrick, the wrong way for six. And then he goes on and blocks the, uh, the extra point, which leads to the Steelers W. So a uh, big day for the Steelers defense, obviously, you know, Joe Burrow with those turnovers. I mean, I don't think anyone expected that. Yeah, no, yeah. By the way, the uh, McPherson's extra point, I believe McPherson's extra point was blocked at the end of regulation. It was by Mika, yeah. Of course, Mika. All these Dolphins played well yesterday, even the former Dolphins played. <laughs> uh, you're right about that. And I mean, it's just it's just a testament to the NFL. I mean, you know, we saw we saw so many crazy games where it looked like there was going to be some crazy upsets. Some of those games ended up flipping on their head. Uh, some of them ended in ties. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, just a, just a crazy week one in the NFL. And then T.J. Watt doing everything but fly the plane back. I mean, making plays, stealing passes, and then hurting himself late in the game. And it looks like it's a pit. It looks like it's a partially pectoral, torn pectoral muscle, which is better than what a lot of people feared. Yeah. You know, I, I was watching the game, and uh, I could see I was reading his lips as he was walking off the field. All he was saying was, I tore my pack. I tore my pack. So, you know, I mean, he's one of the best best defensive pass rushers, defense alignment in the NFL right now. So it's, it's definitely a shame, especially for Steelers fans, but just for NFL fans, that uh, he's going to miss some time. Hopefully it's not – a, a super extended period of time. Uh, it's always, uh, we want to see him back on the field as soon as possible, but shout out, shout out to JJ Waddy played a heck of a football game. And, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, uh, through pain and, uh, and a little bit of pleasure at the end. I mean, the, they, they got the Steelers the W, but. Uh, JJ Watt didn't even play for the uh, Arizona Cardinals yesterday, although they probably wish he had played against uh, that Mahomes guy. Yeah, that Mahomes guy, boy, what a performance he had. But, you know, we've been, talk- we've been talking about kickers. Let's uh, kind of stick over to the, uh, to the theme. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, Houston Texans. Probably, uh, I would say, one of the more popular, uh, if you are in a survivor uh, eliminator challenge. I-, I think the Colts might have been one of the more popular picks this week. 2020 tie. I mean, who could have expected that, Dylan? Well, the Colts never won season openers. They lost to the Jags in 2020. Lost to the loss last year. And then yesterday, you could say sort of loss. Hmm. They didn't win, that's for sure. Well, yeah. And guess what? They didn't lose either. Rodrigo Blankenship, potential game winner. And guess what happened? He didn't miss it. He uh, shanked it. He looked like my three word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 unfortunate because I mean, he goes two he goes two for three field goals, hits both his extra points. But man, the one that mattered, you know, it's just it's crazy. People talk about, oh man, the kickers they've got one job. Like you've got to be able to hit those kicks. The amount of pressure sitting standing there in an, in an NFL stadium with 30, 40, 50, 60, 70,000 people screaming at you, the whole world watching on TV. I mean, that's, there's no much, there's not much more pressure than, uh, than you have to do with there. So obviously being a soccer fan, I, I have a little bit of sympathy towards the kickers, but it was, it was an unfortunate day for them. It was an unfortunate day for the Colts, but honestly, I mean, at the end of the day, 
you're playing the Houston Texans. We know, you know, that division very well, obviously. I mean, as football fans, we know that division that's supposed to be the Titans and the Colts division. And really the Colts are, should be the favorites to win that division. I mean, Colts fans, I'm sure we're already marking both of those Texans games down as W's going into this season. So the fact that you don't pull, pull that game out with a win, I mean, it's just weird seeing these Colts. I mean, what, I don't know what we can expect out of them at this point because they looked so good last year, and then all of a sudden at the end of the season they start trailing off. Obviously, they just have to beat your Jaguars to get into the playoffs. They can't make that happen. So, uh, you know, I um, it's just it's an interesting situation going on in that in that AFC South right now. But uh, I'm curious, especially especially with how well. John Taylor and Michael Pittman played yesterday because Taylor ran the ball 31 times for buck 61 and a touchdown. And Pittman caught nine balls for 121 and a touchdown. So if you would have drafted either of them in fantasy or used them in DFS, you would have been chilling. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, unfortunately for Colts fans, I mean, fantasy football is great and all and it's great for, to get those fantasy numbers but if it doesn't lead to the victory against the texans i mean you know it's it's not what you're looking for i mean do you think maybe maybe the coach should stop playing miracle around with their quarterbacks and just settle on one because indianapolis is going through quarterbacks faster than a football than uh there were footballs being used in the uh san francisco chicago monsoon yeah and I mean, you know, first off, I, I do have also have to say shout out to Davis Mills. I mean, you know, he's one of those young quarterbacks that hasn't gotten a lot of hype, hasn't gotten a lot of uh, media attention. But, um, you know, he's he put up a good a, a pretty good day yesterday, 23 of 37, 240 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, I mean, Brandon Cooks had the majority of those shares. Rex Burkhead got a couple of receptions as well. But, you know, I think the, I think the Houston Texans have, have a little guy, have a guy there in, in Davis Mills. And uh you know, he, he definitely, I mean, to go up against an in-division rival who was uh, heavily favored to win that game, I mean, I put a lot of credit and a lot of respect to Davis Mills from, uh, from that performance yesterday. Well, it sure helped that the Texans signed O.J. Howard because he caught two touchdowns, even though he'd been there for, what, a week? Yeah. Yeah, you know, we've seen, we've seen um, O.J. Howard have success uh, across the league in a couple of different spots, most, probably most notably with uh, – uh, a, a Mr. Tom Brady over there in Tampa, but um, you know it's uh, it, it it's it's football, man. There's there's only so much you can say. It's really just what comes down to uh, those those four quarters between the uh, between the gridiron. But I'm curious, do you think you know late in that in that overtime session, you know, Lovey Smith made made a, made a decision. Do you and uh, his decision was not to go for it on that fourth down late in overtime. Do you think he should have made that decision, or do you agree with what where uh, where he decided to go with that? I'm just saying, the Houston Texans are not supposed to win many games this year. I don't think you can't play scared in the info. Guess what? If you play for a tie, guess what? You deserve a tie. Yep. And by the way, you probably you might remember this quote. Hello, you play to win the game. You don't play the tie. This yeah. ain't this. This ain't that Premier League where one-one draw. If you face in Manchester City, it's a great game, a great result. 
Yeah, I mean, you only have, I mean, now it's 17 games in a season. I mean, it's not like the Premier League where you play double that. I mean, every game in the NFL matters. Any snap, any play in the NFL matters. And, and to be able to take the opportunity to beat a division rival, uh, especially one who is supposed to be better than you, especially when you're not supposed to win too very many games this season, I completely agree with you. You have to go for the throat. You have to go for the win, especially being in the Houston Texans situation where you're you're probably not expected to do much this season. To have the opportunity to go in there, beat the Indianapolis Colts, a heavily favored team. I, I completely agree with you. All right. So after all those kicking issues, uh, what team impressed you yesterday? That's, I mean, there, there was definitely a couple of them. You know, it's 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 tough to go back and forth because so many of those football games went back and forth. But uh, I, I'm going to say the team that, that really impressed me the most was the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, you look at what Kirk Cousins and, and Justin Jefferson did. We, kn- we know what that Justin Jefferson is a special talent. We know that. And there's probably a lot of people, myself included, kicking themselves, pun completely intended, but uh, kicking themselves for... Uh, not taking Justin Jefferson in fantasy drafts this season. But, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who took him? Who took him in all Yahoo draft Tuesday night? I believe that might be uh, the gentleman staring back at me through the webcam, Mr. Dylan, the big D himself. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, Devontae Williams, Josh Allen. <laughs> but I mean, Look, it's no surprise that the Green Bay Packers struggle on opening games. Uh, We saw it last year against the New Orleans Saints when they got absolutely obliterated. Uh, I have a good buddy who's a big Packers fan, and uh, he had all the hype on the Packers going into this week, and and he got humbled. And it's and you know all you know Aaron Rodgers. I'm not too worried about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I think they they've got they've got some new uh, receivers. Obviously, they've got a new roster that they really have to iron out the king the the wrinkles. But um, you know, just it's just it's just a testament to me about those Minnesota Vikings. I mean. Dalvin Cook had 20 rushes for 90 yards. Justin Jefferson, I mean, nine receptions, 184 yards, two touchdowns. You can't ask for a more productive day than what Justin Jefferson gave the Minnesota Vikings yesterday. Yeah, Packers had that guy in Devontae Adams, and they traded him because they wanted more money. And Minnesota's got a guy, and Green Bay doesn't have that guy anymore. That was the difference. Exactly. It's not going to win the NFC North this year. Book it. Justin Jefferson stays healthy this year. He and Cooper Cup could both get 2,000 yards. The Green Bay Packers are not going to win the NFC North this year, and they won't even come close to winning the division. Book it. I mean, if they play like they did yesterday and the Minnesota Vikings play like they did yesterday, I, I don't think there's many people who are going to uh, to, to counter counter you on that one, Dylan. But I know what happened last year when the Packers stunken up against the Saints in Jacksonville, but that Green Bay team was different with Devon Pams. This team, this team doesn't have any any skilled players. I mean, AJ Dillon was Green Bay's leading rusher. Excuse me, Aaron Jones. Ran the ball five times yesterday. How Aaron Jones getting the ball five times is befuddling when he's supposed to be your best offensive player outside Aaron Rodgers. But I think I think Minnesota wins this division and contends in 
I mean, I said before the year, Minnesota and Green and Buffalo in the Super Bowl, not changing them right now. No way. Yeah. And I, honestly, I think what's even more surprising uh, to me for that, I mean, Aaron Jones had five carries, 49 yards. AJ Dillon had 10 carries for 45 yards. I mean, that the running, the running, I, I fully expected AJ Dillon to take control of the backfield. I mean, a, Aaron Jones is obviously an immense talent, but what surprised me the most about that football game yesterday was that Aaron, Aaron Jones had five targets, three receptions for 27 yards receiving. When you lose a talent like Devonte Adams, you have to have a player, a playmaker step in and, and, and take those, those missing targets. Obviously, I mean, you know, people are talking about dudes that the, the rookie coming in and uh, Sammy Watkins, they brought in, but Aaron Jones is going, is was supposed to be, and should be the guy who's going to be the recipient of all those, of all those lost targets and how you only target him five times in the passing game with, with three receptions. That's what blows my mind the most about that Packers performance yesterday. I mean, Aaron Jones has shown that he is a threat out of the backfield receiving and, and it just, that's what just surprises me the most. The running game, I mean, you're going to get a little bit of Aaron Jones. You're going to get a little bit of A.J. Dillon. I think the Packers know that A.J. Dillon is probably going to be the guy they want to focus as that as that run run game. But how they didn't get, get um, I, their names are so close, it could, keeps throwing me off. How they didn't get Aaron Jones more focused in the passing game. It's just, I, I don't know what the game plan was there, if that was necessarily what they planned on doing. But if it was, I'm not sure what... Uh, Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay Packers coaching staff was thinking. Uh, the Giants impressed me yesterday because you go on the road. I don't care if it's against the 72 Steelers or the Tennessee Titans. You go on the road and win. It is so impressive. Saquon Barkley looked like his old self yesterday. Do you see Saquon at the end of the game? Oh, I, I don't think I've ever seen him look better. I mean, and – We've talked about coaches not having the you-know-what to go for. Brian, after the Giants scored that touchdown, making it 2019, I think 98% of coaches would have kicked yes point played for overtime. You don't play for overtime. I've seen way too many Tennessee Titan games where Derrick Henry is running over and is also defense laying the game. Either you win the game or lose the game. I'm not letting him beat me in overtime against my defense. And, you know, it, it, it's the exact same thing we talked about with, in, the, in the Houston-Indianapolis game. I mean, the New York Giants were not supposed to beat the Tennessee Titans yesterday. I don't think Giants fans expected it. I definitely don't think Titans fans expected it. But I'll tell you what, Brian, Brian Dayball expected it. You know, he, he's got that team uh, in a situation where they can go and win the football game. And there's not many opportunities. Again, as we just completely talk about the exact same uh, situation, there's not many opportunities you can go against a team heavily favored and have the opportunity to beat them. And they, and Brian Dayball had that situation right in front of him. He took it and it paid off for him. I mean, maybe Levy Smith should be watching more Brian Dayball tape as far as uh, uh, on the sidelines, but you know, shout out to the, to the, I mean, you know, it, it almost, I mean, not, not almost backfired, but the Tennessee Titans had a shot. I mean, they, they got down, they had a field goal attempt. You know, we've been talking about kickers uh, for the first time. Oh, half of the no, season. not another missed field goal. I mean, it's another missed field goal. You know, maybe the Titans should have won the game, but at the end of the day, when there's three zeros on that clock, the New York Giants ended up 1-0 and the Tennessee Titans are 0-1. And, and that's really all that matters at the end of the day. True. Uh, you know, and, you know, we've been talking about teams who, who impressed us. You know, I don't want to – we've, we've kind of – there's not too much to talk about here, but 
All I'm going to say is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you know, it's, it's the Kansas city chiefs. It's, it's the, the AFC West has probably the most question marks of any division in the the NFL, not because of who's going to, of, of who's going to be good, but who's not going to be good. And uh, I think a lot of people are putting a little bit of disrespect on the Kansas city chiefs name uh, this off season and this preseason saying, yes, the chargers, Justin Herbert. Yes. The Raiders with Devonte Adams. Yes. The Broncos, with Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes said, you guys better pay attention because this is my division. It's been my division and it's going to keep being my division. I mean, what a performance Patrick Mahomes put up yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because, Especially because Kansas City's got a whole new receiving call outside Nico Holman with MVS, Juju, and uh, Sky Moore. Yeah, yeah. yeah, people thought Pat Mahomes would be bad about cheating. Uh, 94 QBR, five touchdowns. What else is there? 360 yards, you know, no big deal. Those are, those are rookie, rookie numbers from, from Mahomes. But. You, mean pra- you mean practice game. Yeah, exactly. Now, I know stat-wise he's not going to impress you, but one guy who did impress the heck out of me yesterday was Justin Fields. Because did you see the uh, did you see the 49er Bear game at Soldier Field? That looked like that looked like one of those games we would play as kids where you would on the slip. You remember the old school slip and slide? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, that field was a, that field was a slip and slide on grass. Yeah, it was. I mean, you talk about. I mean, you think about bad conditions in the NFL, especially when you're talking about Chicago. You're thinking frozen tundra in December. You're not necessarily thinking hurricane monsoon in September. But you know, I mean, again, it's the NFL. You never know what's gonna happen in the NFL. I was I certainly was taking Darnell Mooney out of my lamps uh, when I saw the uh the weather forecast in uh in Chicago yesterday. But you know, like you said, credit to credit to Justin Fields. I mean stats in a game like that, you can't look at the stats. You just have to look at how which players and which team is taking the best advantage of the environment that they can. You know, a lot of people are high on the San Francisco 49ers this year. I think Trey Lance has a lot of learning to do, and I don't necessarily want to. Again, I can't praise Justin Fields too much because of the weather yesterday, but I also can't hate on Trey Lance too much because of the weather yesterday. But I I still think, you know, a lot of people are are high on the 49ers this year. I think that there might be a little bit more to it than that. And uh, I think that the 49ers have a lot of tape to be looking at, a lot of uh, questions internally that they might need to be asking themselves. But shout out to Justin Fields um, for really just making the best out of a bad situation and and bringing the Chicago Bears home with a W. Yeah, by the way, could you name name one Chicago Bear receiver outside Donnell Mooney? Um, did, um, isn't, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's brother, isn't he playing for, for Chicago? And he called a touchdown. Pat. And he called a touchdown. Yep. Equinanian St. Brown. Yeah. St. Brown, St. Brown stack could have won all the money yesterday. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, he's not a receiver, but he's a pass catcher. I'll just uh, throw my ball knowledge out there a little bit, Cole Komet. But, uh, you know, I, I understand your point, and you're right about that. Oh, uh, Dave Montgomery or Khalil Herbert, but we'll leave it at that. Speaking of, um, you know, 
might've made a mention about fantasy. I think you said, um, just gotta, uh, you know, uh, if you've been watching this show for a little while, you know, that, uh, Dylan and I have a, a little bit of a weekly head to head DraftKings matchup and, uh, Dylan hasn't mentioned it yet so far in this show. Mm-hmm. I, there's a good reason for that, but, uh, Shout out to my boys for the 177 to 172 DraftKings victory this week. Uh, Jalen Waddle waddling, waddling in that waddling in that touchdown right before halftime helped me lock in the W. Um, the Miami Dolphins defense, who had a fantastic performance against the New England Patriots, uh, also helped me lead to that W. But uh, I'm sorry, Dylan. Uh, maybe next week. You know, you've banned me from using Jalen Waddle and DraftKings, so uh, I think I'm going to uh, have to find another option for next week. But shout out to Jalen Waddle. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to you, and I'm going to uh, to use another receiver other than the Waddle. But um, just had to just had to throw that out there. Oh, look at Dylan. He's got the screen sharing going. You know, we had a very similar lineup this week. We had a lot of the same players. We had the same quarterback. Or no, we actually didn't have the same quarterback going, but we both had Jonathan Taylor. We both had Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Michael Pittman, Hayden, Hayden Hurst. Uh, so uh, we definitely had a lot of similarities, but, uh, you know, I guess those extra players, you know, that Dolphins defense, I knew it was going to do me good and Jalen Waddle. So my fins are really taking care of me in the DraftKings department. Yeah. When I saw Jalen Waddle catch that one year long touchdown and then Miami like sack and strip sack and fumble touchdown. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was only Waddle's second catch of the day too. I mean, Tua was loving Tyreek in that first half. I uh, Then finally Jalen Waddle had a catch down the sideline and then, I'm pretty sure that was his very next reception was that fourth and seven beautiful place throw from Tua and Jalen Waddle took care of the rest. But uh, so thank you, Jalen. Thank you, uh, Melvin Ingram and Brandon Jones for the defensive Javon Hollins, Xavier and Howard, all the boys on that Miami Dolphins defense for uh, bringing me home the, uh, the bragging rights and the DraftKings W. Hey, I will say this at least that I will. At the start of the week, my DK count started with a three, and now it starts with a four. Oh, all right. You know, doing it, you can cock off a little bit. That's all right. I'll give you that. But, uh, you know, I, on this podcast, on the Big D podcast, you know, all I care about is that head-to-head. So uh, I'm just I'm just glad I got to uh, take that one up on over you. When you play 63 millionaires and all kinds of catch head-to-heads, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you're not in a mansion yet, so I'm, I'm guessing you didn't hit the big millionaire. But uh, no, I didn't win the million maker this week. Sorry, I, I can't, I can't afford to buy the Playboy Mansion just yet. <laughs> Maybe one day. Why did I even say that? Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to mark this episode PG-13 at the end of it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right, so um, thanks for hopping on, Alex. Um, you can celebrate your um, winnings and you, you win over me and your Dolphins win. Hopefully you continue it. Hopefully Miami continues it next week against the Ravens. And uh, hopefully my Jags continue their winning streak against the Colts because Indianapolis never wins in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me on Dylan. It's been a pleasure, you know, and uh, can't wait to next. Can't wait for next Sunday. I'm so happy we're in. Oh, we're back into football season. Can't wait to uh, talk about the game next week. But uh, fins up, baby.